Okay, so what did we learn uh, yesterday? We were talking. Well, yeah, let's have a mind. We were Shlema for Adasa Basronia, for Amy Bastvora, for Michal Aviva Basiudis, for all else who need, or Fua. And we'll start it at the. Uh, um, so the Gemara is saying basically, Reb Meir says that uh, every vow that requires Chekir Chacham. Um, you you do not uh, the divorce is a one way divorce you cannot take her back um, and Rabbi Lezer says that the, actually really there really isn't any problem if it requires a Chakir Chacham for taking her back the only reason why that is prohibited is because when it doesn't require Chakir Chacham you can't take it back and to keep it uniform in any type of vow we don't allow you to take it back if that's the reason for the divorce so um, what's the machlokes? This idea that we saw before, that a mayor holds that a person is willing, is comfortable with the idea that his wife would go to a peasant to free her from uh, from a, from from uh, uh, from any vows, and therefore, since he, he, he since that's a, a a possibility that he wouldn't wouldn't really mind. So therefore, if you'd be allowed to take her back, he would say, "Had I known that, I never would have made the made the." You know, given a, a divorce in the first place, which would question the validity of the entire cat, as opposed to um, Reb Lazar, who says that that person doesn't want that his wife should be um, subject to having to go to a court, and therefore he would never. He, you know, he he would. The fact that he finds out that it's removable by Bezdin is not relevant to him. He anyway wouldn't have uh, been open to that option, um, and therefore the only reason why it's okay. To, why there's an issue to take her back is for the type of vows that don't require going to court, where he would have been able to handle it himself. That would have been an issue. Okay. So, that's one way, again, of explaining the Gemara. So, Rava says that we don't, that there's a different, um, different explanation. We're going according to the, we're going on the idea that uh, there's a special reason. Again, the question, just to understand what, what got us into this, this uh, topic, because on the one hand, we said that uh, that the, that the chacham would um, if the chacham, if she goes to the chacham and he frees her from the from the any vows, then that validates the kedushin. And the other place says that if the chacham, the brisa says that if he goes to the chacham and he and he frees her from any vows, then it then then it's still not mikudeshes. So we explain that the case over there in the brisa says Rava is anisha chashuva, and he doesn't want. That there should be that he needs to divorce her with a get. He only wants to nullify. He's only open to the option of nullifying the marriage. And the idea is because he wants to be like, if not this lady, I want to at least marry your sister. I want to be married into this family. So therefore, he he's only interested, regardless of whether the chacham uproots it or not. He's only interested in the marriage being nullified, not anything less than that. Okay. Problem with that is, is that the next the sef, the sefer says that in the other direction that it, that when the husband is the issue, and uh, he could go to the chacham to free him from any vows, or he goes to the doctor to free to to fix up any blemishes. So um, it's uh, it's ena mikudeshes. So the so why don't we say that? What do you mean? Maybe it's uh, maybe um, uh, say it's adam chashuv. So and she, I don't want to be usher 
I mean, we said that it is Mikudeshes. Why not say Ain Mikudeshes? And it's called the same, to keep it in the same case. So the my answer is, is that, that when it comes to, for a woman's perspective, to being married to a man, there isn't, there isn't the same criteria. Tabla mate of Tandum, Farmalu. A woman is much better off being married with anybody, even somebody who's not on the her same level as her, uh, than being alone. Um, and we saw a few expressions, you know, like uh, sayings, um, uh, that Abai says if even if her husband is an aunt, but she still sits amongst the free women who are married. Okay, um, and uh, Rapapa says even if the husband has. Uh, a, a smelly job. She's still, uh, you know, in front of everybody. Uh, she's uh, saying, you know, sitting with her husband. And um, Ravashi says another one. Even if the husband comes from a questionable family, um, she doesn't even request the uh, the lentils for the meal. Point being is, um, although it's true that they 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 like the idea of being married. They're not necessarily going to be a good wife, and as we said, they'll be mezana, and uh, they'll cheat on their husband. But they'll say that the child really comes from their husband. Anyway, brings us to the next thing we said. We talked about the topic of moment. So we saw that when it comes to when it comes to blemishes, they switch the blemishes to um, uh, they add more blemishes than just by a kohanim. So, for instance. Um, uh, if she's has she's uh, very sweaty. If she has a mole or she has uh, bad breath, so the question is, and those don't qualify as blemishes for a coin. Uh, we brought down a mizuham, so he smells bad, body odor basically. So the Kumar says, um, the and we said the those types of blemishes, whether they're kavua or passing, they're possible by a coin. So Ravashi, Rav Yosef says, no, we're talking about the kind of sweat that can be. Removed, you know, you could take a shower and it'd be gone, or the kind that doesn't. And Ravashi says, no, there's two things. There's zaya and mizuham. It's not the same thing. Zaya means sweating. Mizuham means smelly. Um, and by kohanim, you always have ways of yeah, of uh, removing the smell. There's uh, deodorants that they had in those days as well, and even bad breath. There's a uh, there's a uh, a breath uh, mint, breath mint. Okay. Uh, and then they could do that vota because again it's just uh, it, 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 you know because all you need it for is temporary but when it comes to a wife those are things that qualify as a blemish that people because you're not always going to be in that situation mm-hmm. now what is the case of the of uh, the mole so if it's a mole that has a hairy a hair on the mole so then that's a mum even for going if it's not a hairy mole but it's big enough like so then it's a mom also um even for kohanim so we're talking about over here that it is smaller than that so uh what's the deal so gemara says it depends where it is if it's on her forehead so gemara says if it's on her forehead so he saw it and it didn't bother him so what's the problem so the gemara says no we talk about where it's just under the um her uh her right right under her head covering or like right at the edge and sometimes it's visible, sometimes it's not. So he might not have seen it before, but now he sees it and it bothers him. Okay. Rav Chizda says, I heard this thing from a great man, namely Rav Shilo, that even being bit by a dog, and there's a scar from that, that would qualify as a mum. 
And Rav Chizda said another memra that uh, even a very deep, gravelly voice for a woman is considered a blemish, and that's the place on the pasuk kikolich arev omarech nave. Okay. Rav Nasan Bira said that uh, uh, between the the breast, the distance between the breast being a tefach. Um, so Rav Achabred Rav thought that means that it's a good thing but uh, Rav Ashi says no it's actually um, a, a blemish um, and uh, the, how wide is the right amount? Only three fingers and uh, Re- uh, Rabbi Nasan says that if the, if the breasts are extra large then that is a mum how big is that? So Rav Maisha Bred Rav Yeshua Levi says that tafak is there such, does it grow that big? And the answer is, yeah, in fact, it does. And there's a story about the Arab woman who, who threw her, pressed over her shoulder to nurse her baby. Okay. Then we mentioned Ramesha, a member from Ramesha, so we mentioned another one that talks about the, the, the wisdom of the people in Eretz Yisrael. And it's not only the people who are born there, but also the people who wish to visit there. So in other words, just the pining to be in Yerushalayim is itself uh, gives one, uh, makes one special. And Bayi uh, says that they're, the, even one of them is greater than two of us. Uh, the people, talking about the people in Babel. And Rabbi says, however, one of us that goes there will be even as greater than two of them. So in other words, there's the greater potential for the B'nai Ben Babel who moves there to Israel. And that's a story with Rabbi that when he was in Bavel, he wasn't any, anything special. But once he got there, he was so great that he was able to call the Babylonians, you, you foolish Babylonians. Mm. Okay. So, next Mishnah is that, uh, what if she had these blemishes while she was still by the father's house? Um, but the question is, when did that happen? Did those, did those come on afterwards, or was that older? Um, so it's the father's job to prove that the that these blemishes came about after the betrothal, and therefore it's his bad luck happened under his you know when it was already when he was already married to her. If she's already in the domain of the husband, and then now there's the blemish, and he has to bring a raya that the fa- the husband has to bring the raya now that the, this blemish was there even before uh, they were betrothed. Okay, and then he's a mekachtos. That's shitas rameid chamsei. That's only true if it's mumin shabaseser that you could get away with saying something like that. But if it's mumin shabagaloi, that's not even a valid claim altogether. There's been there's nothing that he can say to prove it, because um, he would surely have known about it and not. And the fact that you're waking up now is simply too late. And if there's a bathhouse in the same town, so even if it's hidden moment, um, that uh, it wouldn't be possible because he would have clearly checked her out um, when she bathes with relatives of his. Um, and that brings us to the Gemara. The two parts of the mission seem to be contradictory. Why? Because in the first we say that the father brings a proof um, that... Um, Right, it's because the father has to prove that it, it was post a betrothal that this blemish took place, it came about, and uh, it sounds like if the father can't cannot prove it, so then the husband will be believed that it was that it was pre-existing, and it's a mekachtos. 
So who's that going like? Rabbi Yeshua, who says that we don't trust the woman. Okay, fine. That's going like Rabbi Yeshua. Problem is, the Sefer says that once she's in the domain of the husband, so then the husband has to prove that it happened before. Um, it sounds like, and if the husband doesn't bring any proof, so then the father is going to be believed. Now, who believes the father? That's Rabbi Gamliel, who says, Nehemiah So how could it be that the race is going like Rabbi Yeshua, say it's going like Rabbi Gamliel? So Rabbi Loza says, you're absolutely right. These two parts of the Mishnayas, they don't, can't fit together. It's Tavra. So that's how Rabbi Loza explains. Rabbi says that uh, a different answer. He says, no, no, no. Rabbi Shua, first of all, Rabbi says, uh, qualifier in Rabbi Shua. Don't think that Rabbi Shua's opinion is that uh, he ignores completely the concept of Acheskas Agof, that she was born without the blemish. Again, we're talking obviously about blemishes that are not the kind that you're born with. We'll see more about the ones that you're born with than obviously those that you're born with. We'll get to. But um, where that he doesn't, it's not like he ignores Ches Kazagov. He does take that into account, but what he takes into greater account is the Ches Kazamaman. And that's why it, it overrides. The fact is that the husband is right now in possession of the money for that Ksuva. You want to take it away from him and you want to say that you know that she was that this was a good marriage? The burden of proof is on you to take that money out of his pocket. So that's the idea, okay? And the proof to that that Rabbi Yeshua is willing to take into account cheskas aguf is from Allah of Taras. Allah of Taras is brisa that says that if the that first of all you have to know the mitzvahs. If there if there's a skin a discoloration turning white, um, and then after subsequently the hair in that area turns white, that's a simon of a spreading of the of the tzaras, and that's a automatic tumma. If, however, the hair was the hair was already white before, so then it didn't spread, and it's not tummy. What if you to suffix? So the Tanakama says that it's suffix is tummy, because uh, you don't know. But uh, Rabbi Yehoshua, the same Rabbi Yehoshua, says that it's keha, and we explain keha means that it's weak. It's we don't have a sufficient proof to say that she is tummy. What's the idea? She, before the whole Taras came in she had a cheskas and guf, a bodily chazaka that she's tor. So that status, status quo is assumed to remain until you can prove otherwise. So bottom line is, since we don't know which came first, the hair or the skin, or the skin discoloration, so, uh, you know, it's like the cheskas and guf will, 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 will follow that chazaka until we know otherwise. Okay. It's almost like the burden of proof is that direction. Okay, that's um, that's the first again. That's the first answer that it, basically the ratio and the safe are going in two different mandiamar, two different opinions. Rava says no, no. That's a different. There's a whole different uh, issue at play here. It's the opinion of it's all going like Rav Gamliel, and it's all based on the uh, different concept of kan nimtu kan hayu, which basically means that uh, if the if the if the blemish was discovered while still at the father's household. So the assumption is it was there from before, and earlier, even more early, and even before the betrothal. It's supposed to, when it was first found by the husband's rishos, when she was brought to the husband's domain, so then it probably happened first there. And therefore, since it probably first happened over there, so then until it's burn of proof switches to the husband instead of to the father. It's basically the idea. On that, um, uh, Abayi Asakashi says that uh, 
uh, once his nichnas or shuz the the Baal has to bring a raya that it happened prior to the betrothal. Now, wait a second. Why would he need to prove that it happened prior to the betrothal? All he has to prove that he got it, that it was still, it was already there while it was by the father's household. And then the father has to prove once he proved that it was still nimtza by the father. So then it's uh, the the proof, the burden of proof switches to the father. So that's why the kash is. Why does he have to prove it all the way to before the betrothal? So um, therefore, um, right. So so. So the answer is, is that uh, once she's a bit, um, uh, so basically, basically the answer, the answer is, is that when it comes to the case of betrothal, once she was already betrothed, there's already a chazaka that a person is not gonna is gonna check into it, um, and uh, he, people don't drink from a cup without making sure that there's no nothing bad inside the cup. So he obviously knew about it, and he was okay with it. Um, and that's the reason why we believe the that we you know the burden of proof is is in is uh, is uh, you know is on the husband to go before the betrothal. So the Gemara says, "What do you mean?" And even, I mean, it's the same thing. Uh, if if we can say that a person is is, uh, uh, is 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 checking before and he's okay with it, so then. Even if uh, even post betrothal, he knew about it and was okay with it, you know, or before the betrothal, he was he knew about it and was okay with it. So that's the question. Um, so you know, so the Gemara says you're right, but there's another chazaka that's countering that chazaka. The chazaka is is that people aren't happy about blem- blemishes bother people. It's a human nature that there that it bothers them. So we we assume that he's not okay with it. So, um, so the Gemara says, okay, well, we have one, one against one. So the Gemara says, you're right, but the, when, what, if it's after uh, the betrothal, so then you have two on one side. First of all, you have the guf al chazkaso, that it probably first happened later, and you have a chazaka, that even if he, he was there, he was okay with it, because he probably knew about it. And, um, and what are you going to say? You have one chazaka, on the other side, that people are mefais but women, that's one against two, and one against two doesn't win. Okay, um, what if it's before the betrothal? Um, so then you have you can't. What happens is is that once he proves that this blemish was there before he even betrothed her, so the gufal chazkasos svara is already knocked out of the park. He knows that's not there. What are you going to say that there's a chazak in adam shosa because of him came podko, and he was obviously okay with it. But you could say the other way around. That is, a, there's a chazaka counter that that people aren't mufuyis They don't. They're not happy with a blemish. And since it's one chazaka against another chazaka, you they cancel cancel each other out, and you keep the money where it is, which is in his pocket, and he shouldn't have to pay the ksuba. That's the idea, and that is where we got up yesterday. Take.